Okay. Hi. Uh, this is Cassidy, and I'm here with Max. And today we're going to do something more casual. I was going to say more fun, but that implied the other stuff that we've been doing on the podcast isn't fun. Um, In a certain respect, though, I think it might be more fun. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, We're going to talk about movies. We are going to tier rank all of the lawyer films that we have seen, which is actually a lot. Uh, we have 30 movies here. We, we might not get to them all. We probably won't. So don't count along with us. So I've been politely kind of going along. We've been sending some Facebook messages about tier ranking. And I, because I don't really, I don't really <laughs> know, know. I don't know what tier ranking is. So, oh my God. Uh, okay. Not to make you feel bad, but <laughs> just basically grading the movies on a scale A to D, A, B, C, D. A being the best, D being the worst, um, but in, in classic law school format, um, probably most of them will be in the B range. <laughs> yeah, um, so A is like a crazy good movie. Really good. Yeah. Okay. okay, here we go. Wait, wait, wait. Do we have anything else we have to say? We're just going through. Oh, oh, I was going to ask about spoilers. Should we be spoiler-y? Like, maybe not, but then it's hard because I think in order to explain maybe why something is a lower tier, it might be because of a major plot development. Yeah, I mean, that's a good question because I think we're going to ruin like 20 (laughs) movies for people here. I don't know. I I think if you're about to say something spoilery, just say that before you start talking and the person could just pause. Okay. Also, I do think that it should be said we're like clearly into older law movies. Uh, no, but I, you know what? I don't think like they just don't make movies, True. law movies now. <laughs> that True. sounds so old. They just don't make I law know, movies no, now. Yeah, like kids these days and they yeah. don't know a good law movie if they saw one. <laughs> it's like the John Grisham novels whenever he totally. was writing books and they had enough time to produce movies off of them. All right, let's just start then. So the first movie is and Justice for All, uh, which is, I don't know if people know this one that much. Um, it's Al Pacino. Uh, he's a defense attorney. And he, it's sort of like, I don't know, watching out for like the little guy. Um, and then has to, he gets convinced to, this is bad. It's hard to describe a movie on the spot. <laughs> he, he has to defend a shady judge. And then he starts to question what justice is at all and who right. gets justice. And like not only shady, but I think the judge is kind of suicidal, right? Like there's all these funny little references where he was like eating that's his a lunch different judge outside I, of his window. Oh, that's a different judge. That's a different judge. judge. Okay. Yeah. 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 The, oh, the one right. that he's defending. Oh, yeah, that he has to actually represent. Right. Yeah. He's done something like, I think it's maybe sexual assault. Yeah. I, I think. And he is just the biggest jerk like he's like not even even in their initial meetings he's like i don't even like you but i'm gonna use you (laughs) because i know you're like the social justice lawyer or something like that right yeah he is mean to al pacino yeah more than mean probably mean isn't the right descriptor but he he, he's like so uh inflexible i guess with al pacino's clients yeah uh but i i don't know i really like it i think it's uh Aesthetically, it's very nice. It's a good quality Al Pacino uh, 
acting like he's acting well in this one um so for me it'd be like a tier wow i know okay. it's one of my top right. movies and we just went through that, that scale and now we're already hitting the a tier <laughs> wow a tier i have no oh notes gosh. for it ranking and justice for all like that this is just to me the whole idea of ranking that movie is hilarious it's a very weird movie it's a crazy movie it is a crazy movie um i do like it too i think it really does speak to like the angsty uvic lefty law student who wants to do some good in the world because it's like like his love interest is uh, al pacino's love interest is like come on man you got to grow up and just face the facts like and she's on some committee that's investigating lawyers like him or something right oh it's some... yeah she's like more she's definitely not as liberal leaning yeah. activist as he is yeah but she's on like a specific committee of like let's investigate like lawyers who are like not taking this job seriously really? or something. yeah it's <laughs> something like that, that. yeah huh anyways um okay i'm gonna give it uh I'm going to give it a B. Okay. Next one is The Firm, which I know is your favorite. Already A+. plus. <laughs> See, we started with both of our favorites. So, um, Okay. Well, if you don't know what The Firm is about, it's Tom Cruise, uh, and he is hired to work at this really, really fancy, really rich firm in, like, where are they? In Memphis, Tennessee. Memphis. <laughs> and um, he gets there, and um, he's still studying for the bar exam, I think, and he just realizes uh, throughout the film that these people are kind of shady. Um, yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Yeah, like, he's just, like, Mr. Hotshot Young American mm-hmm, Man. Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. he's the the first... 10 minutes of the movie is just a montage of like this kid is the best like yeah all the firms yeah yeah, he's playing basketball with the judges he goes to harvard he's like on a meeting with uh you know what for what's our thing called i always forget what's the acronym for like he's like oci OCI. yeah so he's on oci's heavy and he's like talking to some firm like they want him they want him they're like oh you judge you you're clerking for this (laughs) judge like that's even more impressive than being in the top five percent he's like excuse me, I'm not in the top 5%. I'm in the top five. (laughs) And then it cuts to like, now he's here. He's like serving burgers. He's like doing it all. Like he's just like, he's got the pick of the litter. And then this Memphis firm just offers him way more money than any of the others. And he's like, okay, I'm going to Memphis. Mm -hmm. Not sketchy at all. Like why would someone offer you that much money? (laughs) Um, Yeah, I really like it too. I, I think maybe my only critique of it is that it's a bit long maybe. Like I felt like, I do. I really love that end sequence, though. Like you know, like the scene. This is maybe a spoiler, not really. But like he jumps out a window at some point, and yep. I, and like that's where you're like on the edge of your seat. You're like, this is crazy. Oh my god! Like you feel the paranoia that he has. Um, but yeah, maybe just just a tad long for me. A, l- a little tad, like should have been edited a yeah, bit more. Fair enough. For me, it's the like the opposite. Like there's like a five hour cut. <laughs> I don't know why that movie's just one of my favorite movies. Like I feel like I'm a little older than your average law student and. Tom Cruise was like the man when I was a kid Mm. like obviously he went through his weird Scientology (laughs) phase and he's just like clearly a weird guy in general but the man is an amazing actor and when you're like a 10 year old boy and he's in like Mission Impossible Mm. and yeah like the firm would have been I would have been like really really little when it came out but I would have seen it just on like on VHS or whatever later and I don't know I just love all those old cheesy Tom Cruise movies yeah he really knows how to play a lawyer like he he's on another in, in another film on this list so yeah 
Um, okay, yeah. B B for me. Hi, B. B plus. Um, I was going to say something else. Oh, also, if you if you like tax law, tax law sort of saves the day. I don't know if it's accurate, but it saves the day in that movie. Okay. Next one, The Pelican Brief. And I forgot that this was a law movie. I kept being like, no, this is a journalism movie. But the whole thing is about um, Julia Roberts, who is a law student. And the thing I wrote down to remember what this was, was that she somehow writes a brief that solves the assassination of two Supreme Court justices, which is just insane. Like, I was trying to figure out, like, what was... How did she structure this brief? Like, how did she, why would that be a law brief? Like, wouldn't that just be like a CIA internal totally. intelligence brief? Like, it's crazy. I never understood why she was a target. Like, it's like, it's not like she had any extra information than some stuff she'd done some research on and then just handed it off to the authorities. I know. I feel like I wondered, though, was it that, like, she handed it off to that FBI guy and then, like, spoiler, he gets assassinated, too. But, like, just <laughs> <laughs> did he never, like, float that to his superiors, you know, to just never get go anywhere? And so and so she really is the only one who knows. Although, like, genuinely, she did, like, a day at the library and then yeah, solved this. Like, like uh, yeah. you really think that the CIA didn't, couldn't, or the FBI or whoever couldn't put this together also? Yeah. Yeah. She also she also is in a relationship with her professor, her law professor. Yeah. And he's but a famous uh, he's Sam, Sam Shepard. Shepard. Yeah. I love Sam Shepard yeah, so much. So like too. totally forgiven. Totally understand. It's crazy that we haven't mentioned as of yet who else is in this movie. Denzel. Oh yeah, I'm so like, sorry. He's Denzel not a lawyer. Kills it in he's this movie. so good in this. Yeah. He's a journalist and he teams up with Julia Roberts. Yeah. Also just thank you for humoring us to even listen to us <laughs> talk about these random nineties <laughs> movies like Yeah. I feel like <laughs> no people will maybe if nothing else people will be like that sounds interesting and they'll they really are good they don't make these kind of movies, movies like yeah so john I, grisham stopped writing yeah so like i did a film undergrad and a fine art undergrad and so you know i feel like i have some appreciation of the subtleties in movies and like one thing about a lot of these movies are talking about is they just don't make movies like this anymore like this kind of like you know mid-level like it's not on the marvel movie level but it's Mm. still got like a big budget big actors crazy action scenes and all this um production value and like a a good decent script but it's not about some yeah crazy superhero shit it's just like a movie (laughs) with a plot from like a john grisham novel like Mm -hmm. half these movies are john grisham novels and like the colors in these movies are often just so much more colorful and like I don't know. I just the cinematography. I just find so much more beautiful, and clearly, so much more effort and time went into yeah. making these films. I know, and I feel like a lot of like courtroom dramas, like our television dramas, and they're just—I don't know. You're right. They're cold, like suits. Just yeah, I've never, I've like never watched just, it. it. Just seems like mm. yeah, like obviously, Suits is a very different example because it's a TV show, but it is true. It's, it's a good example of this stark contrast. Like it all just looks the same. It's all shot in like one little, you know, kind of a scene in that office or they have a few here and there things, but it's just, yeah, there's something that they just, we, we really are old. Out here. I know. They don't make them like they used to. They don't. All right. Now on that note, fourth movie, runaway jury. 
this one is not as good, I don't think. Yeah, speaking of, every, it's actually everything we're talking yeah. about, but less so. It so came out a timely. few years after The yeah. Firm and The Pelican Brief. It's also based on a John Grisham novel, but it's... Um, it's yeah, trying to be slick and like cool yeah, and it's technologically... Diff- the, and Totally. And with everything I just said, it's clearly got a lower production value. Mm-hmm. It's like a little bit more shoddy. Um, it's it's more playing off of what I would call like this um, almost neo-noir genre that you saw a lot in like the 90s. That was just this like rough America. Like it's just <laughs> like there's just like a juror who's just like drinking her little like flask. And, the, you know, and they have <laughs> to like that. use that to like get her off. And like just like all these all these kind of just like messy american people and this like rough like we gotta get through the day like it's not yeah. totally neo-noir but it is definitely it's darker you know what i'm saying yeah, yeah it's oh, darker yeah. and it's it's also just shot more messy everything about it's more messy and the plot is really messy like i was trying to figure out how to describe it like completely like john cusack isn't in it for like a really long time right like isn't it it's a different act it's, is gene hackman is the lawyer or, like gene hackman is the one who represents this you know entity that does jury selection stuff yeah so it's all so about jury selection it's all about jury selection gene hackman's hired by the big gun company to they're like next level jury selection they're like tracking people all these potential jurors to their home like all this crazy next level spying and they um, do is it they do that thing where like they find a juror that is like similar to that juror and they like assess how how they would be reacting to the information, you know, to like predict how. Yeah, that kind of the, thing. Like, the like, is going or like something. Gene Hackman's this like hotshot, but I don't even know if he himself is a lawyer, but he's like clearly got a lot of power mm. and he'll just like go to the, to the, the defense lawyer and be like, get rid of them, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't, I don't know. I didn't like this one that much. It wasn't super satisfying. I don't know. D seems rough for it, but maybe. Maybe a D. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Um, I'll give it a. I'll give it a B minus. I love this crap. I love these just like no, but crappy you said, movies. It's not the same as those other ones, but okay. Yeah, that's fair. I won't judge you. Um, okay, time to kill. Samuel L. Jackson uh, kills his daughter's rapists, and Matthew McConaughey is his lawyer. Sandra Bullock is also in it somehow she's also a lawyer i think yeah i think she's a lawyer um so just to keep in mind it takes place in the deep south it's a very clear anti-black racism angle so samuel jackson's young young daughter like it's very graphic is is raped by these total white supremacist guys and um samuel jackson kills them in they're coming out of their first, like, I don't know, some some early pretrial stuff in the court. And he hides in the court and just comes out and kills them both with a gun. And then the rest of the movie's like, how is Matthew McConaughey going to somehow get this Samuel Jackson character off on murder when everyone, including, like, the, you know, the <laughs> district attorney and everyone's in the room when he kills them mm-hmm. at the beginning. It's this very public execution. Um and Sandra Bullock is, I want to say, just like a hotshot young, super lefty lawyer who's just like, 
I, this is what I'm, this is like my fight. Like I'm mm. into this. I, you don't need to pay me. I think she goes to like Harvard <laughs> or one, like a really good school and she's just traveled down cause she's heard about this issue. And Matthew McConaughey's like, yeah, sure. Like you can, you help. can help. I don't know <laughs> if I can pay you, but that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. If I remember correctly. But I, yeah, I like this movie. Like, I think one thing, this is a, I think if I remember correctly, this is yet another John Grisham novel. I think so. And, um, I think assuming this is actually in the original book, it was actually quite ahead of its time in certain ways, in my own opinion, about a lot of this race relations in America stuff, because the, the really big monologue by Samuel Jackson at the end is turning to Matthew McConaughey and saying, dude, I don't need you to be this white hero guy. Like, yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah. Like I need you to be just another white guy who, is racist like we all are and i feel like now we're going through really coming to terms with the fact that everyone has their relationship with racism and and has racism it's systemic it's not just individual i feel like that was way ahead of its time mm-hmm, in that mm-hmm. regard you know yeah oh definitely yeah like he is totally taking on that like white savior role and like and has to be like checked on that yeah. which is nice yeah check that out on youtube it's time to kill <laughs> or watch really the good, whole movie yeah or watch the whole movie but i just know that monologues on youtube okay and it's like so good samuel jackson just lays it down he's like dude just it's a it's very eloquent he's like dude just just be you man i need you to be you're like my secret weapon mm. you're my enemy but that's why i hired you it's it's pretty good cool cool okay well i give it a b I i'll think. give it a b too okay <laughs> Have you given anything other than, are you, are like, just... Everything be, besides the firm oh, getting right, an, a+. an A+. plus. <laughs> Not just a, an A, but an A+. Plus. Okay. The Rainmaker. Um, so this is a Francis Ford Coppola film. Um, and it has Matt Damon as a lawyer who is young and he... I'm just going to read what I wrote. He teams up with that ambulance chaser, Danny DeVito. And they have to take down this insurance company who are trying to not pay. Well, specifically the claim of this man who is sick. But I think they find out like that these people just basically don't pay any of these kinds of claims. Their insurance policy is written in such a way. Um, I don't know. It's it's good. It has it's a different quality. I think other than the these John Grisham ones, it sort of has a different. Uh, aesthetic uh, the way that it's filmed it's slower Um, the romance is really weird it's with Claire Danes and I don't know I think it's it's confused like it's it's a lawyer film but I think so much of it is randomly about this romance with um, Matt Damon is sort of protecting Claire Danes from her abusive husband Um, but he chooses weird methods to do this he doesn't do it in in a legal way he, and it's also like an insta love thing. He's just immediately obsessed with her. He sees her in the hospital, and yeah. while he's ambulance chasing, um, yeah, I start shaking my head anytime there's like the like abuse angle and then yeah. the guy falling in love. It's yeah. like oh, this is, he's saving this her. Is you know, it's yeah. And then like I don't know if we want to spoil the end. Do we want to spoil? I don't even remember. Like okay. the end is bad. Yeah, I w- I was gonna say like for off the hop, this movie is a mess. Like it's a mess. I like it too, again, for this. I put it kind of in that runaway jury. I think it's also a John Grisham, right? I think so. I mean, yeah, these are nine all out of ten are John Grisham. <laughs> when in doubt, it's, it's been John written Grisham. by John Grisham in a novel first. Yeah. 
I think, again, with that neo-noir kind of thing I was saying about Runaway Jury, this definitely has more of that. Like, at the beginning, there's this stuff where he's just he's just a lawyer out. And it, unlike the Tom Cruise in the firm, the idealized stuff, it's just this, like, kid who's just trying to scrap a law career together, you know? Mm. And it's got a bit more of that underbelly of America stuff. Like, I think it's... um. What's his name? I think it's Mickey Rourke. He's working for him or something as like a he's like a shady kind of half gangster. Mm-hmm. And Danny DeVito, like mm-hmm. it's definitely got that just like it's hard. It's hard making it in a big American city and you got to find your yeah. hustle. And they're like yeah. ambulance chasing. Chasers, they're doing all yeah. this like dumb crap. And then. Yeah, it's just it's a rough movie. It's a rough movie. And then, OK, I'm going to spoil the end a little bit. <laughs> Again, like turn off the sound if you don't want to be spoiled. But basically, like. Matt Damon, like, you know, he he succeeds in the end. He wins his case. It's like this great triumphant moment. And then for some reason, because he's like on this high, he's like, well, I know that it's only down from here. Like, I I could never do as good as I did just now. So I'm just going to quit being a lawyer. And so he just quits law and he and he goes off and um, marries Claire Danes. It's so, like, I mean, go. I guess if you just want to, like, leave on a high note, but it's it's a really not uh, satisfying end for a viewer. The Rainmaker. The Rainmaker. Okay. I'll give it a, a C. Yeah, I think I'd give it a C, too. Okay, The Client. See, all the thing with these movies is that they all have basically the same name, it seems like, yeah. and it gets confusing. Yeah. Okay, okay. I'm, I'm ready to jump in on The Client. Or you are? Okay, yeah. cool. Go okay, for it. Okay, here's Max's take. Same as Runaway Jury and The Rainmaker. It's another one of these John Grishams that's a little more on the film noir-y kind of rough America side. It's these like kids who are just trying to survive in, I don't know, like the deep south or something. Because I, I, John Grisham seemed to be into all that like south stuff, right? <laughs> There's a lot of like Louisiana, Memphis, yeah, oh, these yeah. kind of places. Mississippi. And Susan Sarandon's this like motherly lawyer who's helping out these kids who are involved in this organized crime thing. Mm-hmm. I don't need, like we can go into this one if you want, but I just think it's another one of these like on the messier side yeah, of the John messy. Grisham movies. Yeah, it, it, the plot is kind of convoluted. Isn't maybe even that interesting? Like I can't really remember very many scenes from it, other than it's like a little kid who witnesses something he's not supposed to, and then. Everyone's after him, the mob, the FBI, and then there's just a lot of scenes of him like running away. Yeah. And exactly. then Susan's trying to be like, where is he? Kind yeah, of like it's just a mess. Yeah. I think if I remember correctly, the premise is these kids find a guy who's a mob lawyer and he the mob lawyer in like the woods or something, and then the mob lawyer tells them like, I'm gonna kill myself because I am in debt to this or for some reason oh. this this mobster has made me just basically have to kill myself. And then that the kids know that that happened is enough that now the mob wants to kill these kids. Mm -hmm, Like, mm -hmm. again, I'm just like, this would never hold up in court. They don't know. They don't know anything. anything. (laughs) Yeah, you can say shit. They don't know anything. It's like the Pelican Brief. Like, the logic isn't there necessarily. But the Pelican Brief has enough other stuff going for it. Yeah, yeah. It's got Denzel. There's no Denzel in this one. There's no Denzel. And the so, acting in this one is like so bad. The client really? remembers I can't specifically. Yeah, it's like it's the child or Susan bad. Sarandon. The, the child especially. Like, there's this one scene where the child goes into. He's trying to find a lawyer when the, just before he finds Susan Sarandon, he goes into this you know downtown 
Memphis or wherever it is, whatever town it is, um, you know, professional building. And he's just going around and he goes into this one room and the woman's like, you're a kid. What are you doing here? And he's like, I'm a, like, he just has this like one line <laughs> zinger and leaves. And it's like, this script sucks. Oh God. Okay. Well, then I give it a C. Okay. I'm going to give it a, yeah, it's, it's, it's lower than the Rainmaker. I'm going to give it a, a C2, but like a couple <laughs> lower points C. lower C. Minus. Yeah, C yeah, minus. C minus. Okay. 12 Angry Men. Um, we got two 12 Angry Men here. Um, there's a 1956 version, 56 or 57? I don't 1950s know. 1950s version and then a 1997 version. Um... I, so until last night, I'd only seen the 1997 version, and I was really embarrassed to go on a podcast and talk about law films and not have seen the original. So I watched that last night. They're both fantastic, so good. Like they're classics for a reason. It's about a. It takes place almost in real time. Yeah, uh, and it's just the jury goes into a room and they are deliberating uh on this case that they just saw and you you don't know the case so it's really interesting actually how they piece it together for you um just in in the way that they're talking because they're not like okay here's the plot of what we just saw they just give you bits and pieces and and you're and i remember like both times watching and i was like oh it's kind of boring at the beginning because like you don't know anything and it's really hot in this room and they're all angry and and but then gradually and you're like oh it's it's open and shut it's such a clear case right and then gradually like they'll say stuff and then you're like oh wow that is so not open and shut like that's they're introducing you know reasonable doubt um yeah and it's fantastic yeah i agree i think it's the first movie on this list that's like this is a good movie period law side like this is a classic movie especially the 50s one i haven't actually seen the 90s one 90s one is like almost exactly like the 50s one they did they copy pasted but yeah, did it well <laughs> beautiful and i think you just did you say like it's based on a play right yeah and you can really exactly. feel that like it's all just in this one space it's it's yeah. drawn out the script is amazing so good. um that it's a classic so yeah. yeah it's just it's so fun to watch like there's this part where like the main guy he like pulls out a knife do you remember that part where he yeah, pulls out the yeah. knife and you're like <gasps> just changes everything the whole dynamic and the whole room shifts it's it's cool yeah pulls out a knife not in a threatening way though yeah, yeah. so watch it to find out yeah that's a that's a must watch yeah i remember being like i don't know i want to say like 18 or something and showing this movie to a few friends who i wouldn't have expected to be into a movie like this and they were like because it's black and the old one it's black and white it's just really drawn out and they're like, man, that was an amazing mm-hmm. freaking movie. So good. Because you just feel like you're there with them. And it's like so it's life or death. Like because they're they're deliberating on this murder trial. And if the if they say guilty, they have to give the death penalty to this child. Well, not a child. He's 18. But, you know, a child basically. Um, yeah. So A for me. Yeah. A. Cool. The verdict is the next one. I think. Is this John Grisham too? He could be. Could be. I don't know. I, um, I don't think I've ever fully seen it, but I know it's really? Paul Newman. It's like it's a Paul classic. Newman. It's good. It's slower. Um, it's not, you know, as much of a thriller the way some of these John Grisham ones are. But um, Paul Newman is, he's, well, he's an alcoholic, but I think he's a recovering alcoholic. He's um, sort of washed up, um, probably should be retiring soon, like, um and he gets this one last case to sort of redeem himself, and it's medical malpractice 
this woman uh, gives birth and then like ends up in a coma um, because some something the doctors did. And yeah, I don't know. I a lot of it I can't remember. It's just Paul Newman being like you know, charming, and um, he plays an arcade video game a lot. Do you, do you remember those scenes? Yeah, I, I, yeah. Yes, I remembered a bit. I remember that. Yeah, I just remember him being. Uh, it's a lot about like him getting his mojo back, right? Yeah. Like he's a, he's drinking a lot. He's at this bar, and he has a love interest, but it's clearly like, you know, he's not doing so hot. It's more just he's kind of rambling around, and then he kind of <sighs> steps his game up. But yeah, I don't remember the premise as much. Yeah, and I can't visualize him stepping up his game that much. Like I don't. Yeah. I don't know how it ends, but. I think it was a good movie. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'd give this like a B, maybe a B minus though. It's not my favorite, but. Yeah, I'm going to give it a, a pass fail. I'm going to give it a pass because I don't really <laughs> remember it that much. Wow. I don't know. I guess that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. Okay. I also didn't see class action. Do you want to talk about this one or no? Okay. The one thing I'll say about class action is that. There was a funny moment. I'm in Professor Kodar's torts class, and I'm pretty sure she was going to mention class action as an example because I know the plot of class action and how it would have related to this uh, negligence and uh, liability lecture she was teaching. And she was like, you know, like this kind of happens in this movie. And then she just stops and she's like, oh, but you guys are too young. Like, none of you are going <laughs> to. You're like, no. I yeah, I'm like, I think it was gonna be class Aww. action. You should have ris- risen your hand. Yeah, you I was, raised your hand. Yeah, morale was kind of low that day. Oh, I was yeah. like, <laughs> you the, don't want to be I that think guy. I was the same day that she asked, like, "How's everyone doing?" And one <laughs> one student just said, "We're just burnt out from the open memo." Aww. And like, you felt the you felt the wind leave there. It was actually it. kind of good. It was like, it's acknowledged. I, I went I went to him after that class, and I was like, "Dude, I could have cried." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Aaron Brockovich. Most of us, many people know this one, right? Um, But if you don't, it's about Julia Roberts. Well, not really Julia, but um, it's actually a true story. And um, she's a single mom who isn't a lawyer. She just ends up working at a law firm. She's like looking at papers and she discovers that essentially that there's this chemical company who... Like, what's the word? They're not disposing of their chemicals properly, and it's infecting everyone in this town. And so it's it's this huge class action suit against them. Yeah, it's a really just, good movie. Just rampant cancer, one of these. Yeah, movies. yeah, it's one of those really sad and real issues. Yeah, one of the classic environmental law e type of movies. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. I really like Aaron Brockovich. It's really good. There's so many good mo- moments in it. Iconic moments. Yeah, Julia Roberts Julia is Roberts awesome. Is I think so she good. won Best Actress for that. Did she? Yeah. She deserved it. Yeah, no, yeah. she killed that role. It's fantastic. Um, What's your favorite moment from that movie? Can you remember? Hmm. <laughs> um, I really like her banter with the boss. Like, he's kind yeah. of, like, in a way, like, an a-hole boss, but he's also kind of an awesome boss. He's awesome. I think, yeah, yeah. he's sort of, like, stern, but... Like, there's a there's a good moment with dress code where where she's, <sighs> she's, like, you know, she likes her, like, cute outfits, and he's, like, calling her on it, and she's, like, no, I'm wearing what I want. Yeah. Like, and she does it in a really cool, sassy way. Yeah. Um, And the love interest is really good, too. <gasps> I love him, it's yeah. It's really They're cute. so cute. They're so perfect. Yeah. Just, like, great kind of... What's the word? It's, like, not... It's like defying gender norms. 
Totally. And I love these movies when the guy doesn't turn out to be a jerk and he's actually a good guy. It's like, yeah. I just love it. Yeah. In real life when men are jerks. Yeah. And there is some tension. You know, there's a moment where he gets mad at her and she gets mad at him and they kind of break up. But it's like, for real. It's like for good reason. And it's, it's totally realistic to, she's like, she's a hard worker. Like, that's Mm -hmm. the thing about Aaron Brockford. She's like, I am getting to the bottom mm-hmm. of this case and I don't care about all this lawyer mumbo jumbo. Mm-hmm. Like we're getting this thing done. And she's kind of like, she isn't probably, she's not the easiest person to work with either. Like I always felt really bad. There's that one scene where um, they bring in that other lawyers on the case. Remember there's that other woman yep. and she's like, yep. oh, like, you know, nothing's organized. Like I need, like what's the phone number or whatever. And then Aaron Brockwood says, oh, I know the, all the phone numbers are yeah. in my head. And it's like, that's fine, but, like, you do need them written down. This poor lady is just asking for, how, like, you to make this, like, a task that they can share, right? Oh, yeah. She's a, so. she's a, she's a piece of work, but she's awesome. But she's awesome. Okay. Lincoln Lawyer. Another Matthew McConaughey one. Um, I don't know. I like this one. I swear to God, I think it's John Grisham, too. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I don't know, but it very I well could be. When in doubt. <laughs> John Grisham. Um, and classically, he's a recovering alcoholic and he has to be driven around in a Lincoln. Well, I guess he doesn't have to be <laughs> driven in a Lincoln, but he's being driven around because he got his license taken away. And this one has a cool plot to me. Like, do you, do you like this one? I can't tell from your face if you like it or not. <laughs> yeah, I do like it. Um, it's also in this neo noir kind of thing. It's yeah. like this rough LA and like they're dealing with... Um, the the motorcycle gang guys and he's just it's like it's in this like dysfunctional reality where for him the best move is to just drive around in a car and do all his work out of a car like it's so like america dysfunctional (laughs) america like la or whatever yeah yeah like la dystopia like you know just (laughs) put gas in the car and drive around and Mm -hmm. like have all these meetings with shady people and no i do like it that was a good movie and it's a classic like I think this is, you'll see this in, I think, other movies of, like, the guy or the lawyer, you know, only only represents guilty people. And so he's, like, really jaded, right? And, like, the whole premise of the movie is that because he thinks that all of his clients are guilty, he doesn't, like, believe any of them or listen to any of them. And that before the events of the movie, there was this one client who he, the guy was like, I'm innocent, I'm totally innocent. He, I think he was accused of uh sexually assaulting and maybe killing or beating or something to a woman and um but he like pled uh out of it he did a plea deal because matthew mcconaughey was like bro no you're guilty so he's in jail for this and then matthew mcconaughey in this movie he gets a a new client and the facts of the case are so similar to this old one that he's like oh like this man is probably the one that did it and my other clients just been in jail this whole time. And it's like this whole conspiracy though. And this whole, like, cause he, it's his, they're both his clients. So he can't like, like tell on this guy that's now his client. Right. Cause that would break privilege. So yeah, it's, it's cool. Yeah. I think, I, I think I just like Matthew McConaughey. Like yeah. he's good in it. Um, it's a decent enough plot and yeah. it's just like, I just like him. And I think, is it Marissa Tomei? Who's like, his yeah. ex or like his yeah. ba- like his baby mama kind of thing. I think and so. I forgot yeah. that she was in it, but you're you're right. 
Yeah, they're good. And, like and that, yeah, the guy, the main kind of creepy client guy is good. Yeah. He's that, he was like that hot 90s actor. Yeah. I never remember his name. I don't remember his name either, but he's like Reese Witherspoon's first husband. Yeah. The like, father I think, There's so many connections in these lawyer movies. Everyone's cropping up. Yeah. Um, just because Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, well, speaking Blonde. of, should we get to Legally Let's Blonde? Let's go to Legally Blonde on that note. A plus. I mean, you yeah. can't give it anything else, I think. Yeah. For me, I'm going to give it a, <gasps> if we're going to jump right into the rankings, I'll give it a, yeah, I'll give it an A minus. Okay, a, yeah. It's a big movie. It's a big movie. It's like, I don't know. I think for so many, I mean, not to speak for all women, but like, it's like one of the only movies on here that has a female lawyer in it. Um, yeah. And it's, it's definitely the law movie of our generation. Like yeah. it was, you know, it was huge. And like, it does a good job, I think, of being like, you don't. This is probably not that interesting. Like, this isn't a new take, but the whole point is just saying that, like, you know, femininity isn't something that you have to, like, shed in order to do law and to do important things. And that's a good message. Yeah. One thing that I remember is I was, when I was studying for the LSAT, mm. I was on this, I used this um, service called LSAT Lab. Shout out lsatlab.com. Like, actually, I, that was, I liked, <laughs> the best. they were, they were good. They were good. I forgot what I used to study for the LSAT. I blocked it out. Yeah. And um, I just remember one of them being like, this is the problem that Reese Witherspoon uses in Legally Blonde. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Because um, they, she's practicing yeah, in that montage. They like know all those problems. Oh. It's just like, I don't know. I, Legally Blonde, too, was the movie in my LSAT studying, which I don't remember what it was, but they told you to watch a movie or to do something the day before your LSAT, like not study. And I think they suggested Legally Blonde as the movie to watch, so there I did. Go. So I had really good vibes going into the test. And you knew the answer to that one question if it came up. No, because <laughs> they don't tell you the answer to the Sure. <laughs> okay. So that one's good. What do we what do we skip? There's something so distinct about the the guy too. Just be, like that one line where he's like, "You're just not that smart, sweetie," oh. or whatever, right? Like that makes the movie. Yeah. Like that one line and the way he delivers it. That line stuck with me since I was for like 20 years. <laughs> he's so shitty. Yeah. Jagged Edge. Never saw it. Yeah, you know did. Oh remember? yeah. Sorry, I just. <laughs> okay uh, jagged edge it. yeah but a weird youtube version of it yeah this is a bad movie this is a this is a d yeah it's <laughs> so hard i've seen it like a month ago yeah it's it was like five months ago <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that's how much time has passed <laughs> this is september <laughs> okay um a lawyer glenn close so stupid she she falls in love immediately immediately with her client who has been accused of murdering his wife for a second actually i thought her client was harrison ford but it's just a really young jeff bridges like so young that you wouldn't think it's jeff bridges Mm -hmm. and it's just so stupid like she's it just (laughs) gives a bad name to all female lawyers out there like there's a lot of scenes of them like riding horses, but that one's like a D for me. I just think it's it's not even that interesting of a of a legal plot, you know? Like I yeah. I, I don't remember there being that much. There's a little bit of investigating, but yeah. Yeah, I'll give it a a C. Okay. Okay, Philadelphia. If you haven't seen it, it's Tom Hanks and Denzel Washington. 
who we love. Uh, now Denzel's a lawyer, and he is he's a homophobic lawyer, um, but he believes in like I don't know. I guess just <laughs> an overarching sense of justice, and like um, Tom Hanks is also a lawyer, but he's been uh, fired from his law firm because he's well because he's gay, but also because he's HIV positive, and. Denzel, even though he's homophobic, believes that you shouldn't be fired for, you know, grounds that you can't be fired for. Um, and it's just like a really good movie. It's an amazing movie. It's fantastic. I think it's Jonathan Demi. Um, I've read some stuff about how, like, probably today they wouldn't have made the movie the way that they made it. Like, none of the characters, I think, who are gay are actually gay actors. So it's like, you know, watching it with a bit of a grain of salt today, but... I don't know. There's just such, such fantastic courtroom drama moments in it. Like the part with the mirror, you know, that part where he's like, and like, <laughs> I don't know. I've seen it so many times. Um, there's like this thing that Denzel Washington does where he, he'll be like, explain it to me like I'm a three-year-old. And it's like, but he just repeats it and it's like this funny thing. And then the jury, they show a bit of the jury deliberating and they like make fun of him. The jury, the foreman's like, just explain that to me. Like I'm a five year old, and the jury all laugh because it's like this inside joke we all have. And then yeah. the end, the end title sequence. Do you remember the end title sequence? Um, it's like home. I videos. remember it's Bruce Springsteen, like the mm, song I think "Streets so, of Philadelphia," if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, I think it. I don't or know. Maybe that's the beginning. Might be the beginning, but you're right. It's it's just a really beautiful moment yeah nice no i definitely remember it being a, a really beautiful movie and i think another there's also the class element right because tom hanks is a real hotshot lawyer at this huge big time firm mm-hmm. and denzel is more of just a middle of the road lawyer and tom hanks can't find anyone to to argue his case because it's a it's a clear you know um it's what's what's that kind of a case called like a you know it's a human rights it's issue yeah. it's a He's been fired. He's basically arguing like, I got fired because I'm gay. Yeah. And um, and, they're, and they're trying to be like, well, it's our right as as employers. Yeah. And well, and there's this well, whole they, thing. They, cover, they, they make it that it's not even about that, but it's clearly yeah. about that. They say that it's because he's a bad lawyer, but then there's all this stuff about how like he was being promoted right before. So it's like, why would you promote this lawyer that you think is shitty? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's very moving, the relationship between Denzel and Tom Hanks. Yeah. Antonio Banderas is in it too. Yeah, so he's good. good. I that, love yeah, him. No, they kill it. That's so, a good ass yeah. movie. Yeah. A. a. I, if I haven't said it already. Yeah, I'm with it. Okay. My cousin Vinny. A. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give it a B. I, I, I think <laughs> I was so skeptical of it at the start because I was like so annoyed with him. He's so <laughs> incompetent at the beginning and I'm like, I can't handle it. How did you get how did you even manage to sit through a single law class, you know, and like not grasp anything? Brooklyn College. Too. I guess. So. Um, yeah. I don't know if you, if anyone hasn't seen My Cousin Vinny. Um, it's about these two. They're not like teenagers, but they're like young people who. Yeah. Two young college guys and they're yeah, late the teens, karate kid 20s. and some other guy. Yeah. And they are kind of stupid and they. There's like a miscommunication and the police think that they've murdered someone. And so they call, like, the Karate Kid guy calls his cousin Vinny, and uh, his cousin Vinny comes with his girlfriend, Marissa Tomei. And she's amazing in it. She's so good. And then, he, and he's just, you know, super incompetent and is, they're, they're like, regretting calling him. But he's not a bumbling, he's not, it's not that he's incompetent, like, he's just, 
he's totally in this is not his element and he's not really a lawyer that's the thing right it's he's like just about case. to yeah, yeah he's just about to graduate from like brooklyn college of law or whatever it's some... i don't know that's pretty incompetent to me what else no but start? just that he's because he's, he's not like a lawyer who is happens to be bad it's like he hasn't had a chance I yeah guess, no it's true i guess yeah and and it's true in the actual definition of incompetent he is incompetent <laughs> but he's he doesn't know the procedure yeah uh but he does have good he has good instincts and yeah. he's great at arguing and well that's what just i was gonna the whole, say there's yeah. a shift where like yeah. then suddenly he's in court questioning people and he's so good at it he's so funny like if you could be a fraction as funny as him <laughs> questioning totally. in cross-examination it'd be perfect yeah and all that just like you know italian american new york city culture yeah. coming through like yeah so the karate kid what's his name ralph macchio yeah. is <laughs> like is like no, but my cousin Vinny, like any dinner ever, like he can argue <laughs> your pants off, you know, yeah. and he does. He he does really well. Joe Pesci. So good. And yeah, Joe, Joe Pesci is so, so good. Yeah, they're great. And um, then there's like the scene, too, with Marissa Tomei being like the car expert testimony scene. That's really good, too. I feel like people probably maybe even seen that if they haven't seen the movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a stupid, fun movie, but it's a really it's really fun. But it's good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. The Paper Chase. Yep. Uh, this <laughs> Big movie. Big law school movie. Big law school movie. I only saw it recently upon recommendation. And it's like a good depiction of law school for sure. Of all, I think this is one of the only other than Legally Blonde. Like that is a law school movie. And I think the thing that it does so well is it, it shows how someone who like you know, has perspective, who doesn't really care so much about law school, maybe didn't come from a family of lawyers, like doesn't know all the ins and outs, can like go in being all like bright minded and then like within a month become obsessed with all these things that don't even matter. Like he becomes so obsessed with what this one contracts professor like thinks of him. Yeah. He becomes totally obsessed with this guy. With this, the, the guy and about like beating his, um, his friends in class and being like the first one to answer yeah. and like but he's like obsessed with this professor like he, he breaks into a building to find his old yeah, his old um notes like yeah, like that's so weird they he's like obsessed with this guy the professor's notes in the library yeah and um, it's, it's harvard law so it's got this whole uh, like and it's all that socratic method stuff yeah and the this one professor who's frankly an unpleasant man he's awful. he's awful but he's from that old world like you know just that like um, we're going to treat you badly and you're going <laughs> to clap for me at the end of the lecture yeah. kind of thing. Ugh. And this one so frustrating. young man is just obsessed with him. Um, but he's he's endearing in his way. But then there's also, yeah, like we've talked about this notable thing where all of a sudden he like calls his girlfriend the B word like, really loud out of nowhere just because she like so walks away while they're on a date or something. Just it's some, like, she it's, does like next to nothing. Like he, he, They're on a date and he falls asleep and he's yeah. such a little asshole. Like he... <laughs> He's so mean to her and then he falls asleep. So she like leaves him there and then he wakes up and is like, why don't you wake me up? Like I've missed, you know, an hour of studying or something like that. Like it's so bad that she stays with him. Like this is the thing. Like she's so she's a smart person. She does not care about all this law school stuff. Like she has perspective. And yet I'm like, you can do so much better than this random guy. Like get out of there. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, he's it's this that's a dated film in that regard. Like he is he is the endearing protagonist, but he there's some of it where it's just like yeah, bad. Also, if you remember that carbolic smoke ball case from Contracts, that's in that's in the movie, and I was like, oh my, like nerding out over it. 
Um, I I didn't realize it was an American case, or maybe it's maybe it's not American. Yeah. Yeah. Up old, its time. <laughs> old Harvard Law School vibes. Worth the watch, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's good production value too. Yeah, I give it a B if I haven't said that already. Yeah, I'll give it a. I'll give it a B plus because it's a pretty iconic law school movie. Okay. All right. We have a couple more here that like are good that we should get to. Yeah, let's get to them. A Few Good Men. I love A Few Good Men. That's my, so like the, another Tom Cruise lawyer film, but this to me is superior to The Firm. Yeah, fair enough. Um, he's great, Tom Cruise. He's so good in this one. <laughs> he's so good. Because this one, he's more like, I think in The Firm, he is that hot shot, but he's more polished and he's more sort of towing the line a little bit. In A Few Good Men, he's like the classic rogue lawyer. Like, he's so cool. There's like the scene at the beginning where he's playing baseball. Yeah. And he's like, and he's constantly cutting deals. Like, another situation where, like, he kind of like Matthew McConaughey and Lincoln Lawyer, he doesn't like to go to trial. He he likes to just uh, yeah. plea, plea deal stuff. And this one is set, he's like a Navy lawyer. Like yeah, he's Jag like a JAG core, core yeah. Guy. But if you are like, not into the navy or the military that's fine this is like the fact that it's a navy thing is almost incidental you know like it's just a courtroom drama yeah. well i mean yeah but i would say it's about it's well it's clearly like super military propaganda like top gun or whatever but it's it's just it is what it is i mean it's americana stuff like hey i'd it's, say it's less uh i know what you're saying though but like less propaganda than top gun because i think it's i feel like we should describe what the thing is these soldiers yeah they are convicted of murdering or be like manslaughter of their fellow soldier cadet yeah. guy um, because they did a hazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the whole a thing. A code red. A code red, what they call it. But there's this question of whether Jack Nicholson yeah. ordered the code red. Yeah. No, it's true. And so it's like whether or not you follow orders as a soldier versus yeah. doing like the right thing. So I think right. it's, it's critiquing like military rule. Yeah. I mean, I think overall it's still romanticizing. But yeah, yeah. They definitely paint that one Guantanamo Bay platoon as like a bunch of insane people like Kiefer <laughs> Sutherland and Jack Nicholson are like insane. I don't know. Wrap, wrapping it up. It's good. <laughs> all in all. To me, it's an A. Yeah. Um, God, I, I'm so bad at the rankings. I just keep following you. <laughs> a. I do like it. A Few Good Men. Tom Cruise is awesome. Mm-hmm. Jack Nicholson's awesome. Demi Moore's awesome. Kevin Bacon. Mm. Kiefer Sutherland. Oh, yeah. Directed by Rob Reiner. I really like Rob Yo, Reiner. Oh, I love Rob Reiner. Such a good... I just, all these Aaron movies are Sorkin so Americana, script, man. Yeah. I love this Americana. I'm a sucker for this stuff. Like... <laughs> I agree. Tom Cruise at the beginning in the in the Boston Red Sox hat, mm-hmm. just hitting ground balls to his buddies, like yeah. just so a, good. a good little so American cool. brat. Yeah, he is a little brat, <laughs> army brat. Yeah. Okay, I have To Kill a Mockingbird on here. <laughs> big I, movie. Big movie. But you've only read the book. No, I have seen the movie, but in like oh, middle no, that's school. My friend ben. I was just out with my friend Ben last mm. night in One Allen. He he's only read the only book. read the book. That's. It's a classic book. It's a good book, but I don't know. I I like it. I like Gregory Peck, but I can't really remember much of it to critique it. <laughs> and I all don't yeah. really like Harper Lee. <laughs> I'm just gonna put that. Out yeah, there. yeah. It's an intense. I mean, it's a beautiful movie. Like it's it's heart wrenching. Um, yeah, the race angle is obviously so intense. Like, geez, 
Like the score is insane. Like the really? mu- the music is like so heart wrenching. I don't remember that. I should it listen. makes you want to tear your heart out. It's like so beautiful. Um, I think for me, it's still maybe like a B, but it's yeah, like I no. genuinely can't remember really anything about it. Uh, the Judge. I never saw that. Me neither. Nice. That's <laughs> you easy. Put your name. On. <laughs> oh, I did. Sh- <laughs> I did okay. Well, skip. Marshall. Did you see Marshall? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like Marshall. Me I think too. it's a really good movie. Yeah, Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. Um, like similar plot, I guess, to A Kill a Mockingbird in a way. Um, Chadwick Boseman is Thurgood Marshall, um, who is the first Supreme Court African American Supreme Court justice. Um, but he at the time is just a lawyer. So this is like before, and he's defending Sterling K. Brown. Love Sterling K. Brown so much. Who is a chauffeur for a wealthy white woman and he has been accused by her of sexual assault and i had i forgot about this part um of like attempted murder like she claims that he threw threw her off a bridge yeah it's crazy her Her story's insane it's insane um and so obviously this didn't happen um and and it's it's the woman from almost famous what's her name Kate Hudson. Yeah, Kate Hudson. Yeah. She's pretty good in it. She's good in it. She's despicable. Yeah. Like, in a yeah. well done way. Yeah. Um, it's a really good movie. Yeah. yeah it, I agree. Chadwick Boseman kills it. Kills it. Um, the His buddy, Sam Friedman oh, or whatever. Yeah. Like, so good. I yeah. love that. Yeah, being the first real endable ACP lawyer to just be going out and grinding these cases all over America. Mm-hmm. Um, just a true hero. Yeah, I think this is for me, maybe like a B plus high in the high B or A minus. That's a good movie, but I've only seen. You know it what once. I'm realizing? I have a total aversion to ranking these movies now. Like we've done so many, I'm like I <laughs> don't. don't yeah, like that's I'm, how maybe law professors feel. I'm that's telling how we get you, all like I don't. I wonder if it's better to be marked like early on in the marking session or later. Because I'm literally at a point now. Where I'm just like, yeah, Marshall, good movie. Do I want to give it a ranking? Not really. <laughs> you can. <laughs> You can. I think I'm gonna abstain for the last like five. (laughs) Pass fail for the rest. Definitely a pass. So if you were a a professor, we know that you do a pass fail course. Then. Oh, I would definitely prefer a pass fail course. All right. Well, on that note, denial. The movie. Pass. Pass. (laughs) It sounds like you're like pass. I don't want to talk about them. (laughs) No, it's a really good movie. It's a really good movie. I think I'd give this one a B plus, A minus too. Similar to Marshall. it's also a true story. Uh, Rachel Weiss is a professor of like Holocaust studies, and she writes a book. I forgot the particulars of this. She writes a book, and in it, she calls this guy mm, a Holocaust this denier. Holocaust He's like denier. A, yeah, and he he sues her for libel. And I didn't know this, but in the UK, when you sue someone for libel, the accused has the burden of proof. So she's like, and she's American. So she's like, what? This is crazy. Aren't we, you know, innocent until proven guilty? Um, And then they have to basically prove that this Holocaust denier is wrong. Like that. And so in a way, they're like proving that the Holocaust happened and it's, kind of a tricky thing that they have to do you wouldn't think it's tricky but it kind of is um yeah i don't know it's really good her lawyer is andrew scott i love andrew scott so mm-hmm. much he's so good so good i uh, know tom wilkinson isn't it 
Tom Wilkinson. Oh, they're both. That's the that's the because in the, the duo in the English system, it's the barrister solicitor oh, thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think you're so Andrew Scott's the one who's up and talking. Or no, Tom Wilkinson's the one, the okay. older guy. Okay. Right. So, but yeah, it's it's um, it's really good in in everything we're talking about. Yeah, the different system and how they construct her case. It's so well done. It's definitely very archetypal. Like she's this super endearing. Um, woman you're so rooting for but she can't get the message of like we, we're not going emotional with this like clearly mm. this guy is is a anti-Semite and is coming at you with this very unreasonable claim but we're going to like take him down like so methodically yeah. and just one step at a time and she wants to testify she wants to do this that and the third and they're like listen it's like not gonna we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna take this guy down you just trust us yeah and it, it 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 evolves in such a nice way like the arc is just so like them continuing to like work that and her starting to get that and them starting to get her and and they yeah they just they get her done yeah it's a really good one yeah okay um dark waters dark waters big movie so yeah. do you know elaine and one l no so elaine one of my classmates um and friends she is part of the environmental law club and got we screened this and she got the lawyer i saw that played by mark ruffalo that's crazy to do a zoom call i i feel so like i missed out like i i remember seeing that and i wanted to go but i just couldn't make it work with my schedule but like was that cool did you yeah i i was i was too tired i didn't (laughs) know i'm a bad friend elaine sorry elaine but um is there Sorry, a link out there link. that we can yeah, watch? Yeah, I'll send you the link. Okay, I'd, yeah. I'd love to see it. Because, yeah, I saw this movie like a couple of years ago. Yeah, was, totally. I think good. that's just so cool that you did that. Just, this is the other thing. Speak, going back to the movie itself, Yeah, I had seen it, and it is a ride. Like, it's oh, a good movie. my God. It's a depressing movie. It's a depressing it's a, movie. Like, like he even goes visually, through the ringer, this yeah. lawyer. 20 years or whatever of them yeah. litigating this. It's I, I don't know how he made it to that Zoom call. I don't like, <laughs> That's so true. I'm like, it's the same that guy. That happened to like, you. Yo, honestly, like, but really good movie. Really rough. Um, the arc is really just explain what it was. It's yeah, about yeah. Another one of those environmental ones where yeah, a everyone's getting is cancer, poisoning people. But it ends up being a huge landmark case, which affects all of us. Which is literally inside all of us. I know. It's all about this all the pans Teflon, Dupont, yeah. all this non-stick crap oh. that is a super complex compound that doesn't break down in, in literally every human now yeah i remember watching it and my my family and i we were like is this real like are we we're like googling it we're like holy this is like we can't change it now like yeah. how how do we not know about this i'm on the cast iron pans now i'll tell you that oh much. yeah yeah see i'm not even i don't i don't have that wealth for the cast iron pan but i should i, should I it's like 13 dollars. oh are they okay. yeah like uh home sense or whatever okay <laughs> Okay, Dark Waters. I give it a B plus. I'm back on the on the pass. on the pass fail. It's a pass, definitely a pass. Okay, Just Mercy. I've never seen Just Mercy. I really want to. Yeah, it's good. Um, it's it's definitely got a bit of that. Um, what's the Chadwick Boseman one we were just talking about? Um, Marshall. Marshall vibe just being clearly um, about anti-black racism and a lawyer who's 
kind of come in that Thurgood Marshall tradition. Another true story, This you, maybe you've heard of him, Brian Stevenson. He's a pretty amazing lawyer. Like there's a lot of YouTube content, a lot of the kind of guy's done a lot of like TED Talks and stuff mm-hmm. about just the severe injustices in the prison system, especially as it pertains to black men, especially black women too, um, and especially around death row. So mm-hmm. his big fight... Brian Stevenson is around getting rid of the death penalty. And so it's the true story of, of one of his first big landmark cases of when he's a young buck just out of um, Harvard Law. And he goes to the deep south and finds this case of a guy who obviously did not kill who he is it's it's such a extreme case of injustice mm. it's just insane like there's just no way in hell this guy Jamie Foxx's <laughs> character killed the person he's he's been accused of and convicted of and is on death row for having killed oh god and um and yeah and Michael B Jordan fights to get him off and speaking of um to kill a mockingbird it's i want to say it takes place in the town where Harper Lee was born or something because there's this funny and it, and it kind of speaks to how you know racism and and sense of justice evolves because there's a scene in it where Michael B. Jordan Brian Stevenson's character um, goes to the district attorney to be like okay we got to relook at this case and the guy's like no nope, not relooking at this case but you should definitely go check out the To Kill a Mockingbird. <laughs> little home museum whatever we got down the corner oh my God. and he's just like all right here we go and he it's it's a it's a great david and goliath story of oh, him cool. taking them down yeah cool okay well it's on my list yeah pass for you then pass a definite pass okay. and i'm excited to see creed 3 i'm into the rocky <laughs> movies and michael b jordan's gonna be in the new one and yeah i like him he's is good. He not in the second one though isn't he yeah he is he is, he is. i've only no i think i've seen both of them okay I think I Side cried point. at Creed one. Really? Yeah. I, I I think I cried with Rocky one, but that's pretty much. That. Wow, you cried with Rocky one. Hell yeah! Yeah, it's a beautiful movie. That's like a sensitive movie. Totally. You don't think and it's going to be? And he wrote it, Sylvester Stallone. Oh yeah, that's I crazy, remember that. Yeah, yeah. the music and maybe even directed so it. Bill Conti. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I like Bill Conti. Pivoting back to lawyer films, presumed innocent. You haven't seen this. Haven't have seen it. No. It's good. I think. Yeah. Okay. It's, Sell me on it. I think it's John Grisham. <laughs> yeah. Nice. That's all I need to do. Sell you on it. Honestly. Harrison Ford is a lawyer. It's a little tricky in terms of the plot. Well, not really, but he's a lawyer, works in the DA office. He's having an affair with another woman in the DA's office, but this happens like pre film. And she turns up murdered, and no one knows that this guy's been having an affair with her. Um, but he's assigned to like investigate and then they um, find out the affair and suddenly they're like, well, it was pretty shady that you didn't mention it. And so they accuse him of murder and um, his wife doesn't know about the affair until he's been accused of murder for it. And it's like this whole dramatic thing. And so he's ha- trying to like prove his innocence and stuff. Um, yeah, it's really good. It's it, it, That seems very straightforward, but there's like a lot of sort of back and forth. Like you're not really sure if he did it or if he didn't like Jagged Edge, but better. Um. Yeah, I think it's a solid B movie. Okay, I'll have not to a, check it out. Not a solid B movie that like gets the grade yeah. of B. 
Um, I feel like we're going out on like a whimper here, but because <laughs> hey, you have to. you got to end somehow. Okay, the last one is the Mauritanian. I really want to put this on here. Um, I don't know. I think it connects to our Guantanamo Bay discussion earlier. Yep. Um, yep. It's a true story about a man who was held at Guantanamo Bay for 14 years without even being charged. Um, and then Jodie Foster is his lawyer who's trying to free him. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's a really good movie, dark um, depressing a bit, bleak a bit, but also kind of hopeful. Um, Did, does Jodie Foster go to Guantanamo Bay? They go to Guantanamo Bay. Bay. Yeah. Her little, her her lawyer kind of in training is Shailene Woodley. Okay. <laughs> and she also goes to Guantanamo Bay. Um, and it's kind of cute because like they go and they're like, oh, this guy, like, you know, they're, they're trying to defend him because they're like, oh, he's not even been charged. Like, he should at least know why he's there. But the whole kind of story is like, well, he could even be innocent. Like, he shouldn't, he, he's not a bad guy. And so they get there and they, like, start to form this bond with him. Um, he's played by an actor named Tahar Rahim. He's a French actor. And he's so good. He's so charismatic um, and funny. Uh, and, yeah, so they, it's not like it's necessarily a scary place to go once they get to know him. Okay, cool. Yeah. So what mark do you give the Mauritanian? I give it a B plus. Nice. Yeah. Solid movie. Okay, well I'm okay, this is funny because I had just mentioned uh my friend Ben and One Owl because I had confused you and him with who had he he was the one who had just read um To Kill a Mockingbird but not mm-hmm. seen it and I thought that was you. And I told him about us recording this today and he saw the list, he's like it's going to, you're not going to be able to even get through that whole list of <laughs> reading the name. So I'm impressed that we, we got, got through, through all this. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, in conclusion, really looking over all this, I think the big takeaway for me is that law movies really have affected my conceptions of what it is to be a lawyer and have affected, yeah, me coming to law school. Yeah, definitely. I prepared for law school by watching law movies. Um, and I have no regrets. I think, I don't know, it's just one way to pass the time. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I have a, a, any like deep impression at the end, but I don't know. I, I really hope everyone enjoyed listening to this. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much, everyone. Thank you. <laughs> I want to <laughs> Thank you so much. Um,. <laughs> Catch us on Starry and Decisis next time doing something much more serious. Bye.